Welcome to the Aspieland Podcast. I'm your host, John Allen. Come with me on an adventure into the world of Asperger syndrome, also called autism spectrum disorder. Everyone is welcome here, whether you have the disorder or you're interested in learning more about it. We're here to help you understand, share, and relate. We're just about to get started, so come on in. Greetings and welcome to Aspieland. This is a podcast for everyone. Whether you have Asperger syndrome or autism spectrum disorder, or you're a neurotypical. If you're new to this podcast, you're especially welcome here. It's my purpose and aim for everyone to become more understanding of Asperger syndrome and autism spectrum disorder and life in the neurotypical world and the world that we Aspies live in as well. I have my first co-host with me today. It's my lovely wife of 41 years, Kathy. Yay! <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm excited to be joining you all today. We're honored that you invite us into your time and space so we can share our story. Yeah. Have you ever met someone, and as time goes by, you realize that person's really just more than a friend? That, that person is really special? Have you ever gotten that tug on your heart every time you see them? Well, when you feel those feelings, it could be the start of a budding romance. Well, this podcast is going to be all about romantic relationships. That's why I call this episode, Romance is in the Air. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. Many romantic relationships begin as really good friendships. Just like ours did. Yep. And indeed, they're not as far apart as you might think. Most of the things you do to create a solid friendship, you continue to do in a romantic relationship only in a more deeply personal way. Right away, that's going to throw up a flag for those of us with Asperger's Syndrome and Autism Spectrum Disorder. Because it's important to remember that romantic relationships are deeper and more personal than friendships. So the feelings you have and the way you communicate those feelings is more important than it ever was. Now, the prospect of dating someone is probably a really good first step in going from friendship into romance. Asking someone for a date, quote-unquote, automatically sets the tone for the possibility of a romantic relationship. If you want to go deeper with someone, hanging out doesn't quite cut it, because hanging out can be really casual and done with a small gathering of friends, but dating, by its nature, is an automatic one-on-one. -on -one. So, try asking for a date. Now, for those of us with Asperger's Syndrome and Autism Spectrum Disorder, this is automatically a problem because it requires us to be initiators. And, and I wanted to interject a tiny bit of pushback here because I'm of the opinion that hanging out can sometimes be less stressful way to get to know someone and to let them get to know you. While I do agree that the quote-unquote date, air quotes, actually it gives you in that setting an opportunity to spend the one-on-one -on -one time together and learn to focus on the other person and what they're saying, trying to listen to what's going on, and learning to ask questions and listen to the answers to the questions. Okay. Now, before I go any further, let me stress that you only have to start dating when you're ready, regardless of your age. 
Dating is the start of a deeper and more intimate relationship with someone else and as such can be really intimidating, especially for those of us with autism spectrum disorder or Asperger's syndrome. You know yourself better than anyone. So don't try to go into this unless you feel you're ready to go down this path. Don't try dating just to be like everyone else or because it looks like it's the popular thing to do. Take it seriously and check out your own feelings. The prospect of romance with someone special means that you must be ready to reveal who you really are. Once again, it brings to mind your vulnerability and the prospect of making the first move. Now, bravery is not really big on the Aspie list of fun things to do. And sometimes doing something outside the box can help you really become a more engaging person. Now, I remember the first time I asked you out on a date. <laughs> yes, that was an interesting... <laughs> it wasn't a date like taking someone out to a movie or or, or going out to dinner somewhere. Because I, I, I wanted to date you, but I didn't have the money to do it. So I just called you up and asked you if you'd come over for dinner at my apartment. For spaghetti. Okay, I might add. I make good spaghetti. You did make very good spaghetti. <laughs> so we were coming at it from an angle, because we were just going to be friends, remember? Because we'd both been hurt by previous relationships, which I have to say that there is risk of hurt, the certainty of hurt, actually, when you choose to go deeper with another person. And I think that's fair to speak out there. Here's the deal. I tried to call you up, if you remember. I do remember. I tried, to, I tried to call you up, and I called you up, and I asked you, but in the middle of asking you, I told you you didn't have to if you didn't right. want to. Right, after I accepted, yes. And you yes. told, and you said, I'm going to be honest, and I don't have a lot of money, but I'll cook supper. I'm going to make spaghetti. You know, just we're going to be friends. We're going to be friends. And that sounded amazing to me. And I said yes, to which then you started to... If you change your mind, you can call me back and cancel. I completely understand. You know, you can cancel if you want. Don't forget, you know, you can call me back and cancel, which Yeah, I was pretty insecure at that point. But, <laughs> yeah. but that was part of the Asperger's moving along because when you have Asperger's syndrome, autism spectrum disorder, we're just waiting for you to refuse. We're waiting for you to, to strike us down. And the fact that you didn't, even though I practically begged you to turn it down. <laughs> um, and I'm glad yes. you didn't because we're, here we are. 40, 41 years later, we're here still we here. Here we are. <laughs> there was definitely a lot of insecurity coming through on that end. And we do have to say this has been not a linear journey for us. So we want to share this uh, road that we've been on and uh, its bumps and turns and curves and mountains and valleys and show that it's possible to uh, have a more romantic relationship. relationship. Yes. yes. Well, romantic relationships can be the most exciting and enriching part of your life. Yet, like you said, there's hills and valleys and all kinds of things that, that affect them. For those of us with Asperger's syndrome and autism spectrum disorder, I want to make this a real key point. Don't let fear stop you and freeze you. Don't become cold to the idea of finding love and a long-term relationship. It can be done. I've done it, and I'm as dull as they come. You can do this. Yeah, you're going to have to work harder than a neurotypical would, 
And for those of you who are neurotypical, you need to understand that right off the bat. But I want to interject as a neurotypical that I've had to work harder, too. In a different way. In a different way, yes. Well, any relationship is going to be work. Let's just throw that out there. Any relationship, no matter what you're with, there's going to be work involved because there's a lot of giving and taking. Okay. Now, I picked out three things that are really important. Vulnerability, honesty, and transparency. Can I, I'm going to throw in the thought. Okay, go ahead. The one thing that is really important that made a difference in our relationship is that I had to get to a point where I was not going to try to make you be something different than you were, someone different than you were, accepting you for who you are and all that that entails. Yeah. For being someone who has Asperger's, we need to do the same thing. You know, you have your ideas in your head that you probably had for a long time because you're sitting there and thinking it through and going over it and over it and over it in your head. And then when that person doesn't come up to the standard you worked out in your head, you try to change them. And that's not the right thing to do. The thing to do is to change yourself so that you can accept them. And once you learn to do that with a person you want to get to know better in a romantic sort of way, it makes the whole thing work a whole lot easier. And uh, I really appreciate your making that point. Vulnerability. This is a subject we've gone over quite a bit in our last episode about friendships. So in romantic relationships, it's more so. Those of us with Asperger's syndrome and autism spectrum disorder have to work really hard to allow our feelings and their feeling that being vulnerable brings without creating that anxiety that can cause us to clam up and not communicate or, or get stressed and then automatically we're ready to have a meltdown. Let would, me you, would you say ahead. that part of this journey for you is having to accept that feelings were okay, that even the sad or the yeah. mad or the frustrated yeah. or, or tender feelings even, yeah. you know, that, that these are okay and then that kind of opens the door door to feel safe being vulnerable? Would you say that that's yeah, been... Yeah, I think that's true. I think that's very true. We're used to being rejected so often that what happens is we not only expect it, we resist that and say, no, no, don't want to deal with that because I don't want to be rejected. And that's that vulnerability thing. You've got to allow yourself that open space to open up and let someone in so that you can let your feelings out and it works both ways, you as a neurotypical would feel the same thing. Exactly. And I want to say uh, we we develop defense mechanisms to survive. You know, yeah. that's that's normal. Mm -hmm. um, it's when the defenses aren't don't serve us anymore. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go to honesty. Honesty sounds really simple. Being honest, being truthful, being honest about yourself to others. But there's a real temptation to not be completely honest. Sometimes we want to impress someone. We want to make ourselves look good. And that's completely understandable because we get nervous and we think, oh, they won't like me if they really knew the real me. So we say something that isn't quite true. Don't let the rest of the world and all of the advertising that's out there, don't let that fool you. Be yourself. Bending a truth to make it fit a situation like on a first date 
Even a second date is not a good way to start a romantic relationship. The truth is, we all really want to know the real you. You want to know the real person you're going on a date with, don't you? Well, the reverse is also true. The person who agreed to go out with you also wants to see the real you. So the ground rule is, don't be someone you're not. And I agree, especially when you're getting to know someone. You want to make sure you're safe. And I think privacy is a little different than secrecy. So sometimes spilling all of your guts out on the table in the first date may not be, you know, prudent. prudent. Exactly. And that's where learning the give and take of the conversation. Yeah. Am I saying too much or have I kidnapped the conversation? And exactly. Exactly. So it allows the other person to express some honesty, too. And that's really significant because trust is something that needs to be built. Just because you're on a first date, second date, or whatever, you're learning to trust the other person. And trust is through actions. Right, right. And so you want to give space for that. You want to allow some space on both ends with people that have ASASD and neurotypicals. We all want to have people give us space so we can build trust. And that helps build the relationship. It does indeed. In fact... That works us right into the next subject, which is transparency. Now, being transparent as a person sounds really complicated, but it's really not hard to understand. Here's a way to look at that. Go to a window and look out the window. Do you see what's going on outside? Well, of course you do. That's because the glass in the window is transparent. Transparency in life means that people can see you for who you truly are as a person, clearly, just like looking through a glass window. Transparency works hand in hand with the honesty and the, I think it was Well, true. and trust. Actually, trust. trust. That's it. Yes. So, transparency works hand in hand with trust and honesty. Those three things are really the base of the relationship because, well, you begin to believe who they are. So, you have a picture in your mind of exactly what kind of a person you are. Or exactly what kind of a person the other person is. Right, right, right. Anyway, as we learned in previous podcasts, the road to a great relationship goes through the communication part, which you mentioned real briefly earlier. Nowhere is this more important than in a romantic relationship and in a marriage, which we're going to cover in another podcast. Uh, Kathy and I are going to co-host a podcast about being married. And, uh, <laughs> and Yes, and all the... Interesting tales that go with that. Yes. 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 Anyway, communication. It's just so vital that you remember, as those of us who are Aspies, we need to remember that conversation is back and forth, back and forth. Not only do you have to say what you want to say, you have to listen to what the other person says. So you got to give them time to talk. And I think this is good for everybody is to know what is it that I want to say? Like, oh, wait, how did this become about you? I thought we were, you know, because if I'm sharing something and then all of a sudden we're hearing about your childhood and I'm like, okay, how did it get there? And so, yeah, it's like, okay, I guess I'm not going to talk anymore because you're not listening now. If you aren't listening to the other person, they're not going to be terribly interested in you if you're not letting them, first of all, letting them talk, and secondly, not hearing what they're saying. 
when you're trying to build this relationship with a new person and and you really like them and you really want to build this personal relationship, you have to be willing to stop and pay attention to the other person. That sounds really simple, but it's not as easy to do as it sounds. Simply because, like you've said, we got so much going on up here in the head that it's really hard to concentrate on that. Right. And as neurotypicals, you need to, and you don't need to know this personally, I'm just talking to the audience, but... <laughs> I might need to know. Well, I've learned you, a lot. You never can I've tell. I've learned a lot. <laughs> um, I've learned but a lot. you need to just be understanding, because if you know that they have Asperger's or Autism Spectrum Disorder and you like them, mm-hmm. okay, you're going to want to get to know them, but you have to understand you're not both talking on the same level of ability to converse. Mm-hmm. And that's important that you, as neurotypical, would understand that. Right. I, I mean, and I have to say, if it, I, I was thinking back to our first date Mm-hmm. And just that we were both talking so much because we had so much in common mm-hmm. and we just clicked. I mean, that was, we just kind of both, you know, we were just both chitter chattering the whole thing. And I, I didn't remember it being particularly difficult, except that you, you know, <laughs> told me how to drive and a couple other <laughs> We went that was movie. on a second date, by the way. <laughs> we went out somewhere and she drove. Because I had the car. She, and when okay. she, yeah, she had the car. And so when we drove somewhere, I was telling her how to drive to get there. So she was probably thinking, well, I wasn't I'm sure going there to were going to be any more dates yeah, after I, this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, the first date, too, you picked up my guitar and started to play, and then I took it back and told you how to play. Right, you're right. So, yeah. That by was, the way, that those was... are no nos. Um, try to keep that in F-Y-I, your mind F-Y-I, if you can. FYI, yes. <laughs> okay. So, the safety and giving space for the other person and allowing both sides to be who they are. Just, uh, allowing allowing that freedom which by the way requires patience yes it does lots of patience it's an investment of time yes yeah it's an investment of who you are exactly it's an investment of who you are yes and that's part of consideration you're just trying Mm -hmm. to be considerate of the other person if you really do like them that much Mm -hmm. you'll do that or you'll be willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, the actual act of doing it for those of us who are Aspies might be a little hard to do. Yes. So if your first date with someone doesn't is kind of rocky and doesn't quite work, do another one and try again. Because if they're important to you, they're worth the time yes. and the energy to take to make sure that works. Fair enough? Fair enough. Fair oh, enough. Yeah. Yes. So... We've talked about uh, communication. We've talked about transparency and trust and honesty. And vulnerability. I think, and vulnerability. Thank you. And those things are probably the things that are the most important. And that's plenty of stuff to work on and plenty of things to get you going. Because like I said earlier, you can do it. It can be done. But you're going to be pushing an envelope here. Um, because and it's difficult. Thinking also that part of the, the, the process is getting to know another person so that you can see if you have enough interests in common that you would think about maybe having a long-term commitment, getting married. And we will hit this in the next podcast, but we also need to leave space for people to change over the years too. 
That's very true. That is very true. That happens when you're together a whole long time. (laughs) Yes, that's very true. So I hope you've gotten a lot out of this. We certainly have really discussed a few things that are important. I really appreciate your helping me. Oh, because thank you. Thank it, you for inviting me and having me here. And well, thank you, everyone. It's fun. I'm, I'm having a, a real blast doing this together because I love doing, I love doing everything with this woman. She's just so <laughs> wonderful. So, and she's been my rock and stay and taking care of me and... <laughs> lifting me up and telling me when to brush my teeth and all kinds of cool things. (laughs) So it's really cool. All right. Remember, please visit the Aspie Land website. Go to aspieland.org. You don't have to use the WW because you'll get an error and it won't work. You can subscribe to Aspie Land. I, I especially want you to do that because I've lost all my communications with my podcast hosts everywhere so it would help me to know who's where and where they're coming from and how long they've been listening and things like that and i'll put you on a mailing list but i'm not going to sell you anything i'm just going to send you a note to let you know when the next podcast is coming and what it's all about so i'd ask that you please consider donating to the work here because it does cost me a little money not a lot but it costs me a little something to keep things going and that would really help that part of it uh, move along Thank you for letting me be a part of this today, everyone. We appreciate and we are very honored that you share this time with us. Try to stay safe and so long for now. We'll visit again next time in Aspieland. Thanks for listening to the Aspieland podcast. If you like this podcast, pass the word. This podcast is for everyone, whether you have Asperger's syndrome or not. Because the more who listen, the better our opportunity to become more sensitive and compassionate, not only to those who have the disorder, but to all humankind as well. Thanks for visiting, and I hope you'll listen again.